Okay, welcome, Christiana. Thank you. It's nice to have you. <laughs> All right. Okay, so we'll start now. Welcome, guys. This is Safe Place Community, and I'm your host, Timira. Here at Safe Place, I spread awareness about suicide, depression, and other mental health conditions, and I create a safe place for those living with them. So today, we'll be talking about living with mental health um, disorder from a Christian perspective. We'll be answering questions that I'm looking, answer, I'm looking for answers to Christians with mental health condition. And I have with me Christiana, who is a mentally aware Christian. I should be answering all my questions. Thank you, Christiana. Thank you for having me, for joining me today. Thank you, Timur, for having me. It's such an honor. Okay. So, would you like to introduce yourself? All right. So I'm Christiana Umilazo. I'm a fifth-year medical student at the College of Medicine, the University of Lagos. Um, that means I'm a schoolmate with Timira, and I'm also a believer by the grace of God. So, as much as possible, I think I'm fairly mentally aware. So, and I have a great interest in in the issues of mental health and every other thing related to mental health and it's really an honor to be here like i said before and i hope i'm able to answer some of these questions thank you okay okay thank you so i'll just go straight into the question the first question Uh, is should a believer have a mental health disorder all right thank you for your question really just looking at that question rather than putting it as should a believer have mental health I would probably say, can a believer have mental health disorders? But before I answer the question, I would want to first establish what mental health disorders are. And I know that most of our listeners will probably have an idea or not, but we can never go wrong with definitions. And I I believe that this definition is going to lay a foundation for all the questions that we're going to answer today. Now, the World Health Organization, through the um, ICD, which is the international classification of diseases really that's just like the short form of the the documents that contains literally all the diseases in the world and there's a section for mental health what they call mental behavioral and neurodevelopmental disorders so world health organization um which is the organization that put forth this document defined this mental health disorders really as syndromes that are characterized by now i'm going to be very technical but i'm going to break it down to simple um, language for our listeners that they're characterized by clinically significant disturbance in an individual's cognition emotional regulation or behavior that reflects a dysfunction in the psychological biological or developmental processes that underlie mental and behavioral functioning. So these disturbances are usually associated with distress or impairment, either in personal, family, social, educational, occupational, and other important areas of functioning. So in simple plain terms, really, mental health disorders affect how we think, how we feel, and how we act. So these three things are majorly affected. So in the thinking part, we call it psychological, the feeling is the emotional and act 
it's basically our behavior it affects these three aspects of our lives so much so that it affects our personal functions and our effectiveness and our ability to carry out you know daily life activities and that is why mental health disorders are really important now i mentioned earlier that it is clinically significant now just like every other disease like we have malaria we have you know different kinds of illnesses and diseases mental health disorders are clinically significant in the sense that treatment has a research-based and genuine effect on these disorders so it means that when someone has a mental health disorder they can be treated scientifically with medications and even non-medications what we call talk therapy so that is just establishing the foundation so on the basis of this definition now bring forth your question can a believer you know have mental health disorder i would say yes anybody can actually anybody i think this um, statistics have gone out to say that one in four persons can come down with a mental health disorder so <laughs> really mental health disorders um is not cannot oh, say oh you're a believer or you're not a believer so i'm going to not pick you and not pick so what on the looking at the aspect now from a christian so before i talk about the fact that oh looking from the aspect of being a christian just generally if you're a human being you are susceptible or vulnerable to having mental health disorder now as a believer i don't think there's anywhere in the scriptures where believers are promised i am using that word promise now like as we're talking in the new covenant now that oh perfect health you're not going to have any illnesses or diseases you know that is not to say that believers cannot enjoy good health that god alone gives but it is to say that what we were promised by christ jesus even before he went up to heaven was that he was going to be with us even until the end of the age so his being with us is through the trials through tribulations you know the scripture says that through many tribulations will come into the kingdom of god we we have the account of when there was a storm and jesus was in the boat with the disciples that jesus was in the boat did not just take away the storm and all but he rose up and then he was like oh peace be still so the the assurance we have as believers is but through whatever it is that we are going through, be it mental health disorders or any kind of illnesses, that we have Jesus with us to see us through that process. So generally, to answer that question, a believer can come down with a mental health disorder. And okay. I just want okay. No, can continue, can continue. All right. I, I just want to put in, okay, no problem. I just want to put in that part that um really even for any illnesses generally a, a believer can be sick we we know that if you are a christian I, or you, you would have probably had one or two illnesses and we have the need to see a doctor you probably have taken anti-malarials before you know different things so that doesn't now mean that oh if you fall sick then oh it's because it does not always mean that you lack faith when you fall sick then now there might be instances where your faith is also you know a part of your how do i put it like because of your lack of faith you might you know not be able to come up 
from your illnesses or something but it's not always the case we have instances from the scripture we, we talk about um paul talking to timothy where he said take a little wine for your stomach so it shows that timothy who was like a pastor then he had troubles with his stomach it doesn't just like that's right christian doesn't just you know inoculate you or protect you from illnesses but it can now so that's that there's that there are levels and when we talk about your faith but it's not always about you can be a christian and have people people believe that maybe paul when he talked about the thorn in his flesh that it was probably a physical illness or not so there are really instances and i don't want to really go far about this whole thing but i think it's clearly established that christians can come down with illnesses from our experiences personally and even from the scripture we talked about our from Philippians, we could we can see when Paul was talking to the Philippians and he talked about his partner in you know in the workplace, the one that was working with him in the vineyard of God, that he was sick, and it was God that delivered him from that sickness. So really, like I've established, mental health disorder is just like it's an illness, like every other illness, because it can be treated and you can get better. So in that instance, a believer can come down with a mental health disorder. Okay, thank you. So the second question is a believer with mental health disorder under demonic possession because people believe that anybody with um now Africans though now they are they are now making awareness, but before they used to believe that people with mental health um, condition are under demonic possession. So I want to ask is a believer now because the Bible says that because we believe from the Bible that sicknesses are from the devil. So mm-hmm. is a believer with a mental condition under a demonic possession. I want to. Uh... Okay. Um. First of all, I want to establish that part about yes, yeah, sicknesses. Like like we we know from the story of Job, it was the devil that came to God and said, "Oh, I'm going to try your servant. You're bragging about him that he's this and that. Just let me, you know, try him once and you see." So Job was inflicted with illnesses and sicknesses, boils on his skin, and yes, in that sense. The sicknesses come directly from God, but there are also other senses in which God can send, like maybe to the Israelites, for example, as a way of sending them punishments, like or to the or to the Egyptians, God sent them plagues. There were boils on their skin, so there it felt like okay, it was God that was bringing judgment on these people. Now I want to, as believers, as Christians, we know that God is sovereign over good and evil in this world and he governs over sicknesses and health you know that affects people and so in that sense we know that through everything god has the power god is the one in control not the devil if someone is sick because of what the devil did to him you can just know that god it was because god allowed it to happen not that god directly might have caused that illness to that person but if god says oh i'm not going to allow that illness to affect you you know it will not happen to you so that's just on that side then talking about demon possession believers and then mental health disorder i'll say that when a believer has a mental health disorder if a true believer you know as a true believer you are not demon possessed and i do not believe as i've seen from scriptures i do not believe that a true believer can be possessed by demons now a believer may be oppressed or attacked or you know experience the influence of demons maybe around his situation or in aspects of his life but to say that a believer is possessed like indwelled by a demon that is not biblical 
and so when now when a demon possesses an individual you know that okay that individual is not a believer because as a believer you have the holy spirit indwelling you and the holy spirit is not going to leave you so that um a demon you know possess you the um scriptures we have seen in second corinthians is that there is no relationship between light and darkness you know you are the temple of um of the living god and there is no relationship between light and darkness so you your body that is the temple of god will not be the same body that would house demons and the holy spirit has been giving to us and he's not going to like just up and out for a demon to come and endure you and someone might want to say something about oh um jesus was talking about in matthew matthew 12 um, i think it was matthew 12 about when a demon is cast out from an individual and then the person um soul is empty and then the, the demon comes back and sees that oh, there's still space no nobody's there and he brings you know seven other worse demons with him now in that situation we would know that that person is an unbeliever because his heart his soul is empty but as a believer one thing that the scripture keeps telling us is that we are the temple of the living god the holy spirit indwells us so we are not unoccupied per se so first of all we cannot be demon possessed and we are not unoccupied to say oh another demon will come and so once if somebody is an unbeliever and okay same person was demon possessed now i believe that there are demons i believe that there are you know there is a devil and these, these things are real so that does not you know cancel these things but if as an unbeliever someone is possessed by demons and then the demons are cast out and then the person becomes a christian a believer the holy spirit comes to endure the person so even if that demon wants to come back he sees that it is occupied he can't come in now in the in the gospels we see there was this man in gadara that had um i would say is a demonic possession that manifested as a mental disorder in the sense that he was isolated he was in the you know in the area where there were tombs in the cemetery like area people chained him he broke the chains he cut himself you know there was deliberate self-harm there he was you know crying you know, different manifestations when you look at those symptoms you say oh these are classical you know psychiatric symptoms so demon possession now can exhibit itself as mental health disorder or sickness of any kind you have mutism or what we call deaf and dumb god and jesus healed someone that was deaf and dumb he cast out the demon that caused that so demon possession can cause any type of illnesses you know in presentation physically but a believer now since we're talking about believers when a believer has a mental health disorder the believer is just sick and needs treatment or needs to get better the believer is not demon possessed okay hey, thank you so much so the uh, the third question should a okay. believer with mental disorder do therapy is he or she just she just seek go and uh, believe god for healing <laughs> all right so uh, you know when you ask that question i'm just like but well, why can't the believer i'm like why can't the believer do both seek therapy and then go for healing really you you can't do both as a believer and it's even sweeter when the therapist that you're seeing or the psychiatrist is a even a believer and is able to relate with you on that level you know imagine your doctor oh giving you counsel and from the scriptures he's you know both helping your soul and your spirit and your body too you know it's just like a 
caring for your whole man, spirit, soul, and body. So, which is why, you know, there's that call for, yeah, actually, as Christians who are going to be in the um, health and care sector, like, infuse your, you know, your treatment patterns, your, your health care with, you know, the gospel, especially when your patient is also a Christian. So, that way, yes, you are able to give them a whole treatment, caring for the whole man, spirit, soul, and body. So yes, a Christian should seek therapy. Like I said, that's why I had to establish the definition that it is clinically significant mental health disorders. They require treatment. It's just like if if I I come down with malaria, am I going to just oh I'm, my head is hot, my mouth is tasting bitter, and I'm just and I'm just like no, no. There's that place you know as believers, you know when you have faith and God says oh I'm going to heal. Okay, fine, you trust in God's word. There's that part of I'm taking the medicines and also you know trusting God for healing. Now, therapy is is a method of treatment. So, and treatments are a gift of God. It is God that gives the wisdom. So, and therapy, we can see the, the effect of good effect of therapy when when you talk to someone. Really, it's like talk therapy. They give you, you know, you have goals. You know how to take the next steps to achieve a better life. And you see that oh, you actually do better with therapy. So why can't you have both? Your that if now if you're therapist is also a Christian you can have you know everything ingrained together but if he's not you know because we may not have many therapists that are believers if he's not you also have maybe a trusted person you know in the faith that you can talk to that can help you in that area so even personally in your fellowship so that you are getting the best of both sides please don't let as believers let's not miss out on both it's actually a balance of both Yeah. Okay, so you know that we have some mm. um, mental disorders that are chronic, like the bipolar, the schizophrenia, yeah. those ones that are chronic, that are lifelong, that mm. patients will have to take medications for all throughout the rest of their life for a very long time. As a believer with those conditions, can God cure them? Like, can God totally cure those conditions? You, you won't have to can take God cure uh, mental health disorders? Yes. Again? Can God raise the dead? Yes. If God has raised the dead before, I dare say there is nothing God cannot do. He has done a lot. Like the fact that we are even believers, that we are saved, we are dead in our sins and trespasses, and here we are alive to God. We are mm. able to serve God from the heart. That is a miracle, if not the greatest miracle ever. How much more raising the dead, you know, getting healed from a mental health disorder? There is nothing God cannot do. So, if God can cure mental health diseases, and you know talking about medication should a, a believer now take medications like just like we talked about therapy and god caring illnesses jesus healed people with diseases and jesus likened himself to a physician he says when he was talking about the pharisees he was like oh um the doctor comes for those that are sick but those that say they're not sick no there's nothing that's up so and in that instance jesus likened himself to a physician so that's validating the fact that we, we need doctors we need doctors. Luke, who was a disciple of Jesus, um, that wrote the book of Luke and Acts. He was a physician. He was a doctor. So there's, we should see that science and you know medicines and therapy and treatment, they are the gifts of God. The book of James, I believe, says that every good and perfect gift comes from God, the Father, who is the Father of lights, and there's, in Him there's no shadow of turning. So that we have you know advancements. We know that the wisdom and the knowledge and ultimately everything comes from God and God is the giver of this gift 
and we should not hesitate to utilize the gifts that he has given us in the form of therapy and medicine and also we can also believe god for healing like i said we can be doing one and still get another one like that you're taking therapy does not mean that god will not one day heal you and god can heal you and you are better and maybe at that point your your therapist or your psychiatrist may still be like mm, well i guess you're just you know in remission or you're not you're just fine we'll be keeping you in an eye on you and all no problem but if god has really healed you over time the the your healthcare provider is going to see and like oh wow something has actually happened and for you no know, the longest time that he's going to be watching over if you see that oh there's something that has happened and before long he would also testify that okay something has happened god has healed this person and yes i'll say it again amen amen god does heal mental health disorders and god can heal mental health disorder wow. thank you for that okay this question yeah. Okay, now for believers that are experiencing an um, episode of depression, you know, there are times yeah. whereby they lose interest in the things they love to do, even spiritual things too. They don't feel like reading their Bible, like yeah. not because they don't want to, but because they don't really have the interest. It's the symptoms that is manifesting. They don't have the, uh, uh, the interest, they don't have the energy to go for to pray, to read their Bible. So, what as a believer, as, as a believer that is has given us advice now what advice will you give to fellow believers that are experiencing this episode what should they do yes, at that point because I, 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 I that we need to as pray as every believer, day we, we need, need to study our bible we need to pray we need to fellowship with god if we want to grow and there are times yeah when you know it's a given during um depressive episodes there's the, the desire to do things that you love to do you might be someone oh i want to just study i want to just worship and pray and then at that point they're just like you know just down dry no desire nothing at that point in time there are several things you can do first of all i think is you can preach to yourself you may not have the energy or the vibe is that place of just like if you read the psalms there's a lot to learn from david king david i think he also had his moments he had periods where he was down and out and he was just like at this point like (laughs) but one thing still kept him he had this hope and even when he didn't feel like it he would tell himself my soul you know hoping god my soul still hoping god i will yet praise him so is that place of still holding on to god like even if he just feels like and knowing that ultimately it's not your holding on to god that is keeping you but that god is holding you up so you can rest in that fact that even when you don't feel like it, god is able to give you that you know strength and that just like every other thing it will pass then there's that part of even talking to your friend who's a believer or someone that you trust a trusted mm. believer that can pray over you that can thing over you that can speak to your soul at that point it feels like oh to do any active thing by yourself is not like so you, ca- you can't do that but someone can just you can listen now you can also listen to um your pastor preach you can listen to sermons you can just listen to songs that way you are feeding your soul so it may be it's looking like it's passive but something is being done you are bringing things inside so it may not be in that part of you may not really enjoy it but just exposing yourself to the word of god 
it may not be you actively oh i'm looking out i'm looking at or i'm searching the scriptures but at that point just opening your heart and your soul for it to be filled you're just passively receiving your friend is talking in the word of god to you you know so at that point it's just um, preaching the gospel to yourself listening and just taking in because I, I, I can actually relate because there are moments where you don't even just feel like anything. Even when they're even you know, talking to you, you're just like, you're just there. But it's just that place of it's... remembering you. In that place, in that moment, you can just you know send out SOS to God. God, emergency. Or just like, I'm, I'm just here. But it's just you <laughs> holding on to me. You get? So at that point, it's just <laughs> trusting God to see you through that period because it will pass. Yeah. Okay. 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 Thank you so much. So on Twitter, I reached out on Twitter and I told people that okay, we are going to be having this session. They should send in their questions. The believers among them, they should send in their question. Any question they right. would like to ask you. So somebody sent this question, and this will be the final question for today. How do I tell my Christian parents who? aren't well informed or mentally yes. aware. Yes, oh, like as a believer who has a mental health disorder, how do you tell your parents you get who are Christians but they are not really well informed? Yes. Uh, Alright, yes. so it can, not, be, it can be quite a tricky situation. Yeah, you know, in these um, days that we talk about oh, African parents and this mm-hmm. and that and you know, different influences like, like you, you must have mentioned and when you talked about um, the fact that people believe that with mental health disorders are demon possessed or you know different things that oh it is village people it's arrow it's attack you know from different areas so <laughs> is that place of even helping your parents to be aware so mm-hmm. there, there might be um, yeah, <laughs> there might be maybe um tv shows or on tv a mental health and practitioner is talking or a psychiatrist so that point is when if your parents are around you say oh come on listen it may not be before you even tell them that you have the mental disorder just you know exposing it to them small small so before yeah before you just bring out the news that oh this is what you're doing me so just you know how that mm. demystifying yes. the things around mental health just like just ah, maybe one day fun fact ah, do you know that this is this mommy do you know this ah, that you know, say, eh? is that true you give them articles to read exactly you get so you can just even play it in the house oh, you, you can just be there maybe one Sunday or just like oh mom listen <laughs> to this thing or see or, or my friend or something we're talking about this or they taught me this thing in school and look at the research so it's not as if it's just like we're just talking it is research based we have seen testimonies of people with treatment and it is you know it is just like a disease that people get admitted for and they come out and they're okay they're managing and they're you know living their lives fine so when when they're able to see and they're like oh, okay actually i think you're right it's not really that bad so as they're getting into that place warming into the whole idea or even if there's someone that they trust if you say oh they're not, they're not going to listen to me or my relationship with my parents are not that it's not that good and or there's someone else that they know and that person so you can talk through that person to your parents so even if that person that they listen to may not be very mentally aware you can expose that person to mental health facts and you know truths and persons like oh, okay and then the person tells your parents that if you trust that person enough and you, your parents can listen to them if you feel like oh they, they, they won't listen to me 
so in that essence it's like exposing them to these things and as time is going they just say okay oh. then there'll be a time that you sit down and say okay mom so far you know so is that place you can even you can even bring your parents to along with you to your session with your psychiatrist or therapist so that at that point when they have questions and oh the doctor or the therapist or you know, clinical psychologist is able to give them to be able to answer all their questions which you feel like you may not have all the answers to so there are different ways actually to go about it of course um as you're led by the holy spirit to always ask and i, I know that for there are different situations for different people what may work for me you know work for another person when relating to our parents yeah <laughs> different backgrounds and different stories or you know different things really yeah so at that point i, I know that the wisdom and direction of the holy spirit will guide mm. our every step and move at that point so you can also talk to your healthcare provider on how to go about you know breaking it for your parents Thank you. I agree because from what from what you just said, I also I also can relate. Yeah. I remember when I was on admission, my parents were not really, yeah. really educated about mental. So because I could not sit them down and explain to yeah. them. So I had to tell my doctor to sit down my parents and really tell them what mental. And I'm very grateful today. They are not mentally aware. Thank you so much, Christiana. Thank, thank you for having I'm us. I, I mean, thank you for coming to the show today. Amen. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your advice. I mean, you go in the wisdom of God. Thank you so much. I'm very grateful. So we have come to the end of today's thank you. episode. Bye. Thank you.